Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to this episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. We are talking to Kev, uh, Ken Van Lu. He is here to talk to us a little bit about real estate uh, investing syndication and how you can use this to your advantage to get started in real estate investing. So welcome to the show, Ken. Thank you very much, Miranda. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, uh, we're so excited to have you on. So first of all, why don't you give us a quick background on how you got started in real estate investing and how you ended up turning to syndication as a way to make it work for you? Yes. You know, I started with a construction job when I was about 17 uh, during the summer, and I caught an interest to playing around with soil and concrete, and that led into me liking construction and, and leading into studying civil engineering. And I created the six-year college plan because I wasn't a great civil engineering student. I couldn't get accepted into the program right away. And eventually, after six years, I received the degree and then failed the PE test five times. So I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but I eventually became a professional engineer. And uh, my construction experience led me into actually building skyscrapers in New York City. So by the time I became an engineer, I was making decent money in construction and I only worked in engineering for about a year and went back into construction. And then as I went into construction, you know, I was connecting all the dots and I learned in engineering about site development. Now I was building projects, but I still didn't really realize like too much about real estate. Even though I had read a, a book called No Money Down by Robert Allen when I was 18 years old, because the only thing I could think about at that age was, wow, I can't afford to buy a car. How are people buying real estate with no money down? You know, right? And, you know, I kind of put that on the back burner. For, you know, follow. You know what my dad said. You know, go to school, study hard, and all that kind of good stuff. And fast forward, I was sitting there with a degree and a license and all this kind of stuff that said was going to teach me how to make money, but it really didn't teach me how to make any money. So I, you know, I felt like I was starting from scratch. Again, you know, and as I was building this thirty-story building in Brooklyn, it was back around the time I had twins in 1992, I really had a hard time like, you know, paying for formula and diapers and going to New York City every day. And I said, you know, one day I would really like to get into real estate. And I just started daydreaming and figuring out, you know, how I could get involved in real estate one day. And eventually after building a couple more buildings, I went back to school at night and I started studying what I wanted to study. It wasn't engineering and just real estate investing. And I figured, wow, 
I learned how to engineer the site. I learned how to build them. And now I learned how to finance them. Let me give it a shot. So in 1997, um, I was still a little afraid. I formed a company and that company sat like on the shelf for about two years. And then in 1999, I was telling a story on a golf course, um, playing with this hot shot about what I was going to do. And he says, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Why don't you, you know, go into business and start real estate. So with that, I purchased uh, with $25,000, a five acre site where I developed a $14.2 million living facility, which was 113 beds and, and never looked back from there. That's how it kind of all started. <laughs> wow. That's wow. That's really cool. So, um, so can you kind of explain then how, I mean, you kind of got it started. You kind of, um, kind of jumped in there and, uh, a lot of people talk about that, like what you're saying, you know, how do you get started with no money down? How do you do this when you can't even afford a car? So, um, so yeah, what made you decide to just go ahead and just kind of take, uh, take that chance and kind of keep pushing through? Because I mean, it sounds, it sounds a little bit, uh, too good to be true to be like, oh yeah, well we can just, we can just do this. So, um, so what are some of the drawbacks that you run into and then how do you push through those and kind of, uh, make sure that you can actually turn this from something uh, that's more of a dream into something that's really an actual reality. Yeah, that's that's a great question because, you know, I had to do the same thing because as I, even though I was involved in the construction of these buildings, it, they're so overwhelming. And, you know, when you mention it to people and they're building houses, you know, they can't even fathom on how to apply it to what they're doing. You know, and I started the when I built these like wow you know how can I break this down and simplify it for the everyday investor who wants to invest in residential real estate and I broke it down into three I guess you would say segments you know that you have to find real estate you have to fund real estate and you have to facilitate the real estate and that, you know, I, I found is like the common ground where I, I was able to, to relate to people more that, hey, you know, if, no matter if you're looking for a residential house or a commercial or land, you have to find it, you have to fund it and facilitate it. You know, and, and you know, when I when I first started, you know, telling people uh, about what I did, they were like, Ken, that's your, your that's like three percent of the market. You need to like break it down and, and simplify it. And that, that's where. You know, I, I kind of, you know, lead in that direction. I don't know if that that makes sense in your experience with real estate, but, you know, that's kind of like this generic thing that I see happening and, you know, how I teach people and, you know, break it down to simplify, you know. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And so then when we're talking about syndication programs, then um, what kinds of things would that entail? So if people are trying to get into this and, and, and make it a little bit simpler, right? Syndication is really all about what you said, making it simple, right? Simplifying yeah. it and 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 doing that. So I assume like when you're doing that syndication, um, you kind of buy into it and then then somebody else is like doing all of that, you know, that finding, funding and facilitating. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. And, and I'll, you know, I'll give you a perfect example because when I, when I first heard the word syndication, you know, I, I was, I was probably in my mid twenties and I wasn't quite sure what the word meant. 
And thank God the book I started reading had the word joint venture. So I kind of put two and two together. It must be, you know, joining people together. But as I read and opened that first page of the book, the, the, the first paragraph shifted my whole, it was like a paradigm shift for me because it said a syndicator can be anybody. It could be a, a teacher or a banker or a lawyer or a clerical worker. You know, anybody can bring people together. And what I really found out is that, you know, if, if you're, you know, whether you're a, an introvert or an extrovert, I guess you could say the syndicator is a little bit more of the extrovert because he brings people <laughs> together. But they could also be introverted, you know, and have an extroverted guy that kind of brings people together and you could be the brains behind it. But, you know, essentially syndication is is bringing people together and then enrolling them in the vision that you see related to real estate and creating, you know, this common vision and, and that it's a win-win situation for both the investor and, and the, you know, whether you call them the, the syndicator or the general mm-hmm. partner. And you know, what I found is, you know, it's, it's, it comes down to the basics. So as you're bringing people together, it's about building rapport. It's about trust and integrity-based influence and having a process that everybody understands and mastering that process. And, you know, as you mentioned before, you know, there's, there's a mindset to it. There's a personal and self-development related to it. And these are all things that, you know, you, you hear around you all the time because this is life, you know, and what I learned in, in building a skyscraper, it's almost like building an extraordinary life or just building a life. You know, you, we all have to have like a stable foundation, you know, that's our, you know, our legs and you know, our legs are a lot stronger than, than our arms. And, you know, and this backbone always reminded me of the superstructure. You know, I had a concrete company in New York city where, you know, we poured these massive 30 story buildings and I, I was like, wow, that thing could handle an earthquake, you know, that's the kind of backbone that you need, you know, and to weather the storms, right? And how do you weather the storms? You put this tough skin on the building and and then you put the roof on. And, and I started to think about, you know, these buildings I was building and I was like, wow, I, I kind of did that in my life and transferred that off to my children. And then, you know, what's happening with the guts and you're inside, you're building inside. That's the mechanical, the electrical, the plumbing systems, you know, and Life goes up and down like the elevator, you know, and, um, you know, I just found that if you if you take a complex process and break it down into what we are doing every day in life, it, you know, this, this 1200 pound gorilla, you know, turns into like maybe an 800 pound gorilla so you can get your arms around. It, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It kind of breaks it down to those bite size pieces um you know well yeah just going back to you know eating that elephant you know one could use all the animal things today anyway but like eating that elephant one bite at a time so so when you're trying to decide how to do this and how how to decide who to work with because you talk about syndication being a way to like bring people together and and um kind of meld those kind of um needs together. So how do you go about finding the right partners? How do you go about finding the right people to work with? How do you go about, um, you know, deciding, uh, who you want to kind of bring together? How do you go about deciding who's going to, who's, who's going to be a good fit for all of this? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I like to start with like-minded people and in my cases, you know, people I could use this, you know, could use assistance or where we could add value. You know, I always believe that if you help people achieve what they want to achieve, you'll achieve what what you want to achieve. So a lot of times I find that there's less friction 
you know, that you find people that, you know, are a general partner in a syndication and, you know, they're maybe looking for a skill set, someone who's more honed in on entitlement or finance. And, you know, we find that partnering a lot of times with like-minded people reduces friction and, you know, creates a scenario where you could start having fun right off the bat. You're not jockeying for position and, you know, and a lot of times it's people that, ha that have some experience, not saying that we haven't worked with people with experience, because sometimes people without experience, you know, get this huge opportunity just dropped in their lap and they're not quite sure what to do. So, you know, we, we show them what to do. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, from a standpoint in your question was, you know, how would someone get started? I think that type of approach works, you know, starting with like-minded people, someone that sees that common vision, you know, I, you know, I don't know if, you've ever looked at construction plans, but when you look at a construction plan, sometimes it's hard to put that in three dimensions. You know, mm -hmm. a guy like myself who's built the building, I could look at a plan view and go figure out how the wall looks, but normal people can't see that. So you, what we do is we do a rendering, put some colors on it, and then it gives that vision to people so that they could see it. And, you know, that's what we find, you know, is that people that, that are like-minded, you know, with a little bit of enrollment and a little bit of color and a little bit of, you know, fun and, you know, outcome that you have certainty on is your best partnerships that are going to work out. We're both partners are bringing value to the table, exchanging value and mm -hmm. and working towards a common outcome. Yeah, I like that idea of of, of bringing value and, and being partners that you can both bring value to the table, because I, I think so often. um we kind of forget about that that aspect of it and kind of forget that, you know, we want to be, make sure we're working with people who, like you said, we have the same values, we have the same vision, we're going to be working together toward the same goal, but we're each bringing different strengths uh, to the table and we're ready to have those strengths complement each other. Yes. Yeah, very, very cool. So, um, so tell us a little bit about how... Um, a little bit more about how you actually get started in something like this. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about like, you know, some of the foundational principles behind it and everything else, but let's talk a little bit about the like nitty gritty, like about, um, you know, how do you actually kind of um, get in there? How do you kind of start, kind of start the system? How do you start to uh, level up and then take, you know, whatever small gains you have and then start turning them into bigger and bigger gains? Yeah, yeah. perfect. So I'll, you know, I'll tell you how I started and, and you know, how that looks today to, to just give you a, a little idea. But back when I started, you know, I was, I, I didn't know how to find deals, you know, and when I first started looking at different markets and I wanted to get involved in real estate, I used to go to the classified ad section and I, you know, I would make phone calls on property for sale. And what I found is in those conversations with people that were selling things, was where I found my opportunities on other types of projects. And just through language and conversation, I eventually was talking to an architect that led me to a dentist that led me to this 12 acre site. And that's how it all happened, you know? And today, you know, data is, it, it's so available. Like literally they have programs out there that you could do driving for dollars. Um, you drop into areas in any part of the country, you know, go into Google Maps, look at different properties, pursue things like that. And I started just kind of saying, you know, let's look at this real estate market. What does a house cost in this town versus that town? 
And of course, I had a big top, I call it top down thinking. I wanted to get involved in, in development, but I literally started just like, you know, a, a realtor. You know, I, I, I went, I, I believe I got my real estate license back in the day because I wanted to be able to use the MLS. I never wanted to be an agent, but I wanted to get the data so that I could find that special deal. So, so nowadays, you know, I would recommend, you know, looking at the different data sources so that you could really get, you know, property information and people that own the property at your fingertips and see, you know, like what's owed on a mortgage, um, what's the value of those properties. You can almost do the analysis and wholesale property all the time, just from a remote location. So that finding principle, um, you know, just it's the basics still work. You know, you almost get to the point where you got to say, where does the technology make it too complicated, you know, and not go too crazy. The one thing I found, and then the next step, and I'll just try to break it down. The funding is what you hear in what you hear in, in real estate all the time. Location, 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 which kind of relates to finding. But I've given this a little twist and and created a, a, I guess you'd say, a mantra for funding, which is called presentation, presentation, presentation. And what I found is that if you come to the table at any level of real estate, which I call is with the Wall Street presentation, you're from a criteria where people start to understand. They're not bringing you, you know, deals that aren't going to be profitable. And I noticed as you, I think you, you use the words step up or you said like you literally oh, yeah. kind of step up. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what I found really enables people. So now you, you have this presentation, people look at it like, wow, this guy must do really extraordinary projects. And if he's looking at it with this top level thinking on a residential, it's very, very attractive. So those two things, you know, as far as, you know, finding you got to, like you said, you got to get into the nitty gritty. So, you know, you know, do some market research, go on to your Zillow's, find that out. Look at how do I present myself now? You know, do I, you know, you know, I, I have this thing called the five, five, five theory, you know, it takes five extra minutes to, you know, you know, put a jacket on, um, you know, you'll be five degrees hotter, but you're going to make five times the impression when you get to the appointment, you know, so little things like that. And then as far as facilitation, you know, that's, that is um, a process that, you know, if you were just starting out, you know, you, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. You'd want to, you know, support yourself with some mentors, you know, people could reach out to me and ask about the facilitation process. There's hundreds of people out there that can consult with you. But when the facilitation process, what I find would be very, very successful if you're just getting started is what I call surround yourself with the dream team. You know, put people around you that, that are better than you and, you know, lose the ego and, <laughs> and just realize that, you know, you're going to be protected. And I, you know, I, I got that. It was probably, you know, back when you were very young, 1992, there was an Olympic basketball team called the Dream Team. And when I was developing my project in 1999, you know, I created my little dream team. And I still talk to those people today, you know, those professionals that did my first job or guys that, you know, I, I mm -hmm. called on my, my development, you know, a couple months ago to ask a soil question, you know, because he turned into my dream team soil guy back 20 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a process and, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, it, Rome wasn't built in a day and, you know, you know, frustration, confusion are two things that, you know, will bring you out of your comfort zone. When you're confused, you're going to learn something. 
When you're frustrated, you're going to break through. If you're not out of your comfort zone, remember life begins at the end of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. So, you know, step up, step out, um, try new things. If you're not feeling uncomfortable, then you're probably not living your dream. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that. And I, I really like what you talk about um, surrounding yourself with good people and, and finding that kind of dream team, because I think so often we are afraid to admit we don't know something or we're afraid to admit that we don't know enough. And when, when the reality of the situation is, um, is if you can find and surround yourself with people who are experts or people who know things that you don't know um, and ask them for help, then you can actually go much further. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much (laughs) for joining us today. We're going to go ahead and wrap up, but uh, thank you, Ken, for joining us. This is Ken Van Loo. And why don't you tell our audience where they can find you on the internet? Sure. KenVanLoo.com. K-E-N-V-A-N-L-I-E-W.com. Have some free strategy sessions there. If you want to talk to me, I actually will return your call. And nice. My book is for free. You know, pay for shipping, and we have some extraordinary things coming out. The Modern Wealth Building Formula Digital Program just got finished up this year. We're coming out with Financial Freedom Protocol: How to Start and Accelerate Your Residential Real Estate Business, and real excited to pay it forward. Very cool. Well, thanks again for joining us. And we hope that the rest of you will also join us next time on the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. And uh, hopefully we'll all be hopefully we'll all be making money in real estate together very soon. Well, thank you very much, Miranda. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the real estate syndication spotlight community.